Mr. Fix It is here to take on your DIY dilemmas. Text or WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. You're very welcome back to the programme. I'm very glad to say uh, joining us in studio as it is a Wednesday morning, Brian Cloonan uh, from Cloonan's Hardware. Uh, Brian, tell us how's the form? Oh, the form is good, apart from the weather, of course. I know. It's always, it's always nice to you know get a nice friendly welcome when I come in uh, because I, re- I regularly get grief when I walk in the door. But, but having said that, I do hope all goes well for Will today in the STI clinic. Yes, indeed. I know it, uh, they know him well, so yes, it, yes, of course, yes. Uh, at least he doesn't he's have that fa- Yeah, he doesn't have the the, from the 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 fear of the unknown. He's he's familiar with the whole setup. He's a pro at this stage. Yeah, um, and uh, he will be back on your airways from tomorrow onwards, uh, Brian. As you alluded to there, the weather's just a bit rubbish at the moment, and we actually got that kind of like noticeably uh, chill come into the air over the last seven days or so. I've made the transfer from the summer duvet to the, <laughs> to the winter one yeah you? yeah okay. and um, what I, tog what tog are you going for oh god I have no idea it's the heavy, heavier winter. one yeah. right. I, I try to keep this stuff out of my head um, the other thing that's starting to happen as well I'd say people probably relate to this is that um, the signs of winter coming in start to actually manifest inside your own home be it an apartment or a house and like in, in my apartment I'm seeing condensation building up again and I have to think right I need airflow and I maybe need to give these things a, a proper going over how do we tackle these kinds of things yeah we don't tend to like airflow uh, because we associate airflow with um, cold coming in and it's not always but yeah. there is a degree of that I suppose look actually I'm glad you said it because I always forget to say this and that is if you have areas where you have had mould growing in the past so where do mostly where this mould grow it grows on an outside wall or a ceiling uh, in a bathroom in a bedroom in areas where you get a lot of moisture in the air and there's just moisture in the air in the bedroom because we spend a lot of time breathing in the bedroom that's, that's it, that's it. Yeah. and if you have an exterior wall in your bedroom which you nearly always have it will be colder than the interior wall and if you can think of this if you can re- kind of memorise where you had problems in the past with mould growing mm. the one thing you don't ever do by the way with mould is just wash it because you just spread it and you make it much worse okay. so what you do is you get a fungicidal solution so you go to your local hardware shop paint shop builders providers and you get a fungicidal solution and you mix it according to the instructions or even a little bit stronger so the most effective and popular one would be the the what do they call it the Santrax uh, one but whatever one you get okay. You mix it and you put it on and if there's no, if nothing has formed yet, if there's no black mould there, just mix the fungicidal solution, put it on mm. and don't wash it off. That's it. Okay, so you, you mix leaving the solution it behind with water. With water. So yeah. it'll be a five to one mix, it'll be a three to one mix, whatever it is. You mix it, apply it and don't wash it off. So what do and you now, use? Just sponge it onto the... Just sponge it on, it is, exactly, yeah. exactly. Sponge or a rag or a brush and just put it on and leave it to dry. So in the very same way as we would be talking in the start of this summer, we'd be talking about putting on a weed killer like Pistol or Destrol that keeps the weeds away for the whole summer. This is not a weed killer now, but this, this fungicidal solution will keep it away for the whole winter. It'll keep the mould spores from growing for the whole winter. If you do it beforehand... There's no work really. It's a five-minute job. If you leave it too late, now you have to put it on, kill the mould that's there, wash it off, 
if it's really bad, possibly repaint, mm. and then you reapply it. So by doing it now, you save yourself a lot of work. So if if we do it now where we know that we had an issue last year. Correct. The, the, the airflow in the home isn't changing. Um, condensation may well still build up in that area, but you're saying that uh, uh, mould, black mould, whatever was there previous, won't you, you've grow. killed it. Now, if it's really bad, if it's really, really bad, if you have a huge amount of condensation, what happens then eventually, the condensation washes away the mould killer. Yeah. So you may have to, if it's, a re, if it's an area that was traditionally very bad, you may have to do it again, say, in December. Okay, hopefully. But it's a five-minute job. If you can think of doing it before it needs to be done, it's a five-minute job. It's one of those jobs, I think, psychologically, we think we, we hold in low esteem. We're yeah. like, oh, please, no. Yeah, but if you've ever had the full job, if you've ever had the kill the mould, wash it off the mould, put on the stain block, repaint, the paint is never the very same shade, you know, so you end up painting the whole ceiling or whatever. So if you've done that once, you will remember the grief of all that. And this is when it makes sense to do it. You make a compelling case in that regard. Um, <laughs> 083 if uh, you want Brian Clunan to um, offer his expertise on any questions that you have. We've got a few to get through this morning. Uh, Another thing that comes through when the bad weather uh, returns is that we uh, suddenly become neighbours and cohabitants with kind of a number of insects and rodents or a bit more uh, yeah. than we, we might have done uh, throughout the summer. That's also something I think people are probably picking up on and noticing. Yeah, that. certainly we've had, we've a little hardware shop in Tullamore and the number of people coming in with mice problems really, in the last yeah. two weeks. Yeah, it's incredible. So look, would you like to be outside today? Naturally, not no. really. No. So neither do the mice and neither do the spiders, by the way. Um, so a lot of people with spider problems and a lot of people with mice problems. So the spiders are, are they're coming in now because mm. they don't like the cold. This is also the time of the year when spiders are at their biggest. Ah. So they have reached maturity and they are at their biggest now. Good on them. And they're coming in out of the the cold and yeah. the rain, but particularly the cold. They don't mind the rain so much, but they really don't like the cold. So they come in. And uh, there's a couple of things you can do with spiders. The first thing is, they, so they generally tend to come in through windows and doors, but it can be vents as well. So as a preventative, you could wipe all those areas or spray all those areas with peppermint oil and water mixed. All right. They don't like the smell of peppermint oil. They don't like the citrus oil. They don't like the those strong scents. They don't like them. Okay. So you could spray and it's a nice smell. You know, it's not we as can if deal with we it can deal yeah, with it yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um the other thing you could do is so that's a preventative. Uh if they're in well I suppose the other thing you could do is spray on an insecticide lacquer. So an insecticide lacquer is the likes of uh, Insectrol or Deathlack, and they last for months. And you spray those on a hard surface, and if an insect crawls over it, they will die. But it's always nice to prevent using something natural, so the peppermint oil would be the one there. If they're in the house already, well, then you definitely use the Insectrol because that'll just kill them if they crawl over it. So you, if, if you, uh, you can spray it on, on skirting boards, you can spray it on hard surfaces that you feel they're likely to be crawling over. Um, so the edges of the floor would be quite good. Um, and lastly, if you have a big area, particularly a high area that you're finding it difficult to get up to, mm. um, you could spray um, or you could use a little bug bomb. So a bug bomb is a little thing you light, you put it in the centre of the floor, you light it, and you leave that room or you leave that area and uh, it smoulders for, it gives out a vapour for three or four hours. 
but every insect in the room, from spiders to flies to bed bugs to, you know, whatever, wood, woodworm, they're all dead. Now, it only kills the ones that are there on the day. So don't forget, right. this time of the year, they are coming in. So it just kills everything that's there today. Okay. And Whereas the insectrol is residual and continues to work afterwards. The bug bomb is such a thing that you want to be out of the room when you oh, 100%. fumigate it or whatever, exactly. basically. Yeah. Um, and beyond like creepy crawlies being gross to a lot of people and that type of thing, um, I can appreciate that you've got a health hazard maybe with mice and rodents. Uh, with insects, is there anything other than the fact that Not people don't really. like them? I mean, people, look, they kill flies. You know, yeah. they kill flies. Now, and, and by the way, I would always say to people, look, they're not harmful. We don't have, well, we've, a few have come in from, you know, foreign climates, but there's very few dangerous spiders. There's none naturally here in Ireland. So um, try not to pass on. If you have a phobia, if you don't like spiders, do your very best not to pass it on to your kids because you're not doing them any favours. You're not saving them from anything. You're not saving them from anything, exactly. It's not like, you know, be careful crossing the road or, you know, whatever. They're not really dangerous and we we should try not to pass our phobias on to our kids if we can. Right. I think um, the listeners are surely delighted that I've brought you in to tell them to to engage with spiders and be cool to them and be humane. Um, But no, it's it's good to know that there's loads of things that we can do at this stage of the year um, to get ahead of a lot of the issues that are going to come through. Uh, We're going to look at a number of issues that uh, we're getting messages in uh, in regarding to stripping wallpaper and um, plenty more besides. We're just going to take a very short breather. Mr. Fixes with Brian Cleanan. Call 0818-300-183 and put our two-man to the test. A short breather is what we took there, Brian. <laughs> it wasn't much of a breather. No, sure, we don't need that. We're pressing At least on. you don't have to do like Will does, which is continually uh, run out to the toilet on the ads. I presume no. he's just going out for a wee. He's not going to do anything more sinister out there. He'll find out more today, as you said. At the yeah, clinic. yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hi, Brian and Will. Will's not here. John and Mullingar, you're going to have to deal with my assistance uh, this morning. John's attempted to take wallpaper off the hallway wall last night and he's found that it's welded to it. Um, (laughs) He's worried it's going to be a pretty painful process. Uh, So therefore he's asking, are there any tools or chemicals that he can get uh, in the local hardware store, as it were, uh, to tackle this particular issue? Yeah, so look, this is a horrible job. And I spoke to a guy recently who bought a house um, and you're not old enough to remember wood chip wallpaper, are you? No. Uh, no. No. So many listeners will remember it was a thing in the 70s. Uh, it it was actually paper, wallpaper, with little wood chips embedded in the paper. And uh, you just paint, you put it, it was white, and you put it on and you painted over it. And this guy reckons that this, the wallpaper in this house was painted over at least a dozen times. So it's absolutely impervious to wallpaper paste remover, the, wa- the, the, you know, the peel that is normally used. And this sounds very similar in this case. So really the best thing is go to your local hire shop and hire out a wallpaper steamer. And a wallpaper steamer is a big thing, not that big, but it's a suitcase, small suitcase size, and it has a plate that is the width of a roll of wallpaper. And steam comes from this little suitcase size cylinder mm. up through a pipe 
and then you hold up, imagine you're holding a laptop against the wall. It's exactly like the size of a laptop. It's the width of the roll of wallpaper and you just roll, you just put it up. It's giving out steam and it's trapping the steam. It's trapping a little pocket of steam right. against the wallpaper. And of course, the steam will soften the glue. Now, it'll work so much better and hopefully the wallpaper steamer hire people will give you a little spiker. So a spiker is like a paint roller with a hundred little spikes on it. Right. And you run it down, you run it up and down the wallpaper before you start. It puts loads of little holes in it, but it doesn't affect the strength of the paper. It's not like slashing it with a knife, which means it would tear at that point. Yeah. You're, you're taking a solid piece of paper and you're making it into a mesh, like a net. It allows the steam to go right through and you'll take off the wallpaper Effortlessly. There's DIY and physics, Brian. <laughs> all in one, all in one. There you go. So it does a fantastic job and but is a horrible, horrible job. It comes off no problem whatsoever. It takes a little bit of patience. You have to wait for the steam to go in. So spike up and down, hold the plate up against it and just slowly move it down the wallpaper and the paper will actually fall off the wall oh, wow. because you've allowed the steam into the paste and the steam will soften it up. That sounds satisfying. Yeah, no, it is actually. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, And and absolutely frustrating when it's not going for you. So painfully so the other way. I've been reliably informed we did indeed not take our break. So we're going to do that. Okay, great. And uh, we'll be back very shortly with uh, Brian Cloonan and uh, plenty more questions for Mr. Fixit. Text now. 083-3010-183. Powered by Lambrithers Hillamore, the home of Offaly's top-selling car brand, Toyota. Mr. Fixes is here to take on your DIY dilemmas. Text or WhatsApp to 083 103. Midlands today and Will Faulkner will be back presenting it as is his job normally um, tomorrow. If, if, he, he, if he gets the all clear from the clinic, yes. <laughs> Brian, I have to put your fader up if you're going to insinuate <laughs> terrible things about my boss. <laughs> we talked about this. Um, we actually talked about before uh, the ad break, uh, mold and damp in the winter and, yep. and how we can get ahead of it. Uh, Derry uh, has messaged in uh, asking about dehumidifiers and, and are they a good shout in that Oh regard? yeah, um, absolutely. If you if you use a dehumidifier, be it a little chemical dehumidifier. So I mean, if it's a very specific area, mm. you can get these little moisture mate chemical dehumidifiers and they absorb the moisture and uh, a plug-in electric one. I suppose the only thing is, our, we live in Ireland and the air is full of moisture. Yeah, okay. And it's very hard to reduce it to nothing. Right. Um, but certainly, it, I mean, it, it, they do definitely help reduce condensation if you have a condensation problem in a particular area. And the closer you can keep it to the problem area, the more effective it will be. Now, it will always fill up, you know, it will continually, be it the moisture, be it the chemical one or the electric one, we live in Ireland. It's a high humidity content, 365, you know. Yeah. So, but it, it certainly will help, absolutely. Because, like, if, if it's a general, like, living room situation... The, the doors are opening, everything's... The, the air is changing the whole time. Yeah, so yeah. They, they, they just, they have certain limitations based yeah. on what they are, yeah. but uh, they do yeah. do what they're supposed to ultimately. Correct. Okay, that's cool. Um, we do have another message in here, uh, which is um, interesting. I'd say it's another tricky job that people kind of dread when they notice it's starting to build up. Um, getting moss off heavy slated roof tiles. So 
obviously we're in an awkward spot there. Yeah, um, ideally, it would have been done any time in the last six months, really. In other words, the dry weather. So to kill right. moss, moss is like mould. You should never try and remove it when it's alive for two reasons. A, you are actually spreading the spores, but B, it has such a hold, it has such a grip on the roof tile that if you try and remove it when it's alive, it will potentially do damage to the roof tile. So you kill it. And how do you kill it? You put on a moss killer. Okay. So the problem is all moss killers really need uh, the, the moss to be dry enough to absorb it. And at this time of the year, that's very hard to achieve. Now, look, a couple of windy days. If you get a couple of windy days, it'll dry out the moss. You need then for the next 24 hours to be dry or dryish, And you need it to be above six degrees. Oh. So sometimes okay. you can get, you know, a crisp dry day. But if it's below six degrees in that 24 hours, yeah. it's not going to work well. So you, they're the, the three things you need. The moss to be dry enough to absorb it. You need to drench the moss with the moss killer. And then you need dry 24 hours and above six degrees. Yeah. OK, so there's uh, a few stipulations that are required to really yeah. get it. And uh, unhelpfully, our main advice is to do it earlier in the year. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. No, that's all right. Uh, thanks to Chris for messaging in on that one. Um, here's one, Brian, that I'm grateful to have you in for because I wouldn't have a notion, right? Um Mary, Mary Kate, uh, who's based in Duro, did a big renovation job in the kitchen slash living room over the course of the summer. The whole thing looks great. She's happy in that regard. But the wood burning um, stove she has has now got a coating of dust on it. And that's no matter how many times uh, that she washes it. And obviously it's kind of bringing down uh, the, 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 yeah. the, the, the renovative work. So it's probably doing. kind of a concrete dust, which anybody who's ever had that knows that once it sets, it's hard to remove. You know, it's the dust from renovation generally tends to be a very hard dust. To re- it dries, it's not just dust, it's a deposit, okay. if you want to call it that. So, and it, the, if it's any, if there's plaster, concrete have been used, you tend to get this deposit that just set, actually we mentioned the humidity in the air. It actually just sets with the moisture in the air and it's very hard to remove. So you have two options here. I would always go the easy one and that is just get, well, th- well let's go the hard one first just to rule out unless it's really necessary. One is to get a heat resistant paint and paint the stove. So that comes in an aerosol tin or a brush on. But I would always say if it's a black stove just get a tube of black stove polish. Three or four or five different brands out there. They say, they always seem to say you know, to use a cloth but I would always say a pair of shoe polish brushes. You, again, you're of an age. Have you ever used shoe polish? At this time, I'm glad to say that I had a childhood um, forced right, at the okay. doorstep to polish those <laughs> shoes. Was before okay. you yeah, yeah, great. So uh, nowadays, nobody polishes shoes anymore. No. But there do tend to be in a lot of households, there will be a pair, uh, there will be a, you know, shoe polish brushes. So they can have been used as a black shoe polish before. And you just get your tube of, uh, sto- black stove polish put on a light coat of it with the putting on brush and uh, put it on with the putting on brush leave it for a couple of hours and then buff it up with the shining brush and that'll leave it as good as new Use the polish brush um, to polish the stove yeah, rather than a cloth That's a great way to depart It does um, a much better job Brian Clunan Mr Fixit um, Thanks for coming in to us Clunan's Hardware on William Street in Tullamore Brian, thanks again Thanks David We're heading over to the... We're heading over to the Midlands 103 News Centre very shortly indeed. Uh, We've got tons of messages in from people. Um, I just wanted to mention this. An engagement ring lost in January five years ago. 
And um, if anybody's come across something of this nature, uh, do message us in on 083 1018. Hopefully, maybe we can get some progress on that for you. After uh, the news this morning, uh, we're talking about Europe and languages. And we are also looking at the situation post Charlie Flanagan uh, moving on and plenty more besides. Stay with us on Midlands 103 this morning. Mr. Fixes on Midlands 103.